Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here is your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Dowler, and welcome to Conversations Radio, episode number 139. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. Hey, a great show tonight. Both my guest and co-host are coming to us live from Atlanta, Georgia, the Peach State. Our co-host, the wonderful Simone Lockhart, she plays Nellie Lewis on Sweet Magnolias, and our guest, all the way from Atlanta, but based in Southern California, from that 90s show, Sam Morellis. Hey, if you like what you hear, drop us a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. All of our podcasts, all 138, are on Apple Podcasts. You can go to the iTunes store, search Conversations Radio, and voila. All those podcasts are tucked in quite nicely, as well as Amazon Music. Spotify, everywhere. Just Google it. You'll find it. They're, they're all over. Going to dive right in because it is uh, late in Atlanta. They're three hours ahead. Still really early here in Southern California. My uh, co-host, so glad to have her back. This was a last-minute thing. We were supposed to have Abby Donnelly co-host, but she had some work stuff come up, so she had to pass. But uh, Simone Lockhart, no stranger to Conversations Radio. She's been a guest many times, along with uh, Logan Allen and, and others. She's also been a co-host. She knows the ropes, and we're so glad to have her back here. Uh, Simone is known for her role as Nellie Lewis in the Netflix show Sweet Magnolias, now about to uh, release season three. She was also in uh, Jungle Cruise, playing Anna, all kinds of stuff. She's a heck of a drummer, as you'll notice here. Um, just <laughs> amazing. That that sink in for a second. Want to bring her in now, and again, uh, so glad to have her back. From Atlanta, Georgia, it's the wonderful Simone Lockhart. Hey, Simone, how are you? I'm doing great. Fun fact about Georgia, there actually isn't that many peaches here. In the grocery like, store? In a grocery store, maybe. And actually, even there, the peaches aren't that great. <laughs> so, so, why, so why is that? I don't know. I don't know why it's called the peach state. It's said that we have tons of great peaches here, but it's really hit or miss at a grocery store. You have those onions, too, those, those big onions. We do, and they, they grow. I have an onion in my kitchen right now that is just grown into a full plant, basically. The hobbies you have. Amazing. The hobbies I have. That's like going to Hawaii. Uh, sugarcane, pineapple, it's all gone. It's not there anymore. It's all done. Really? Yeah, they get it from South, South America or whatever. Because it's just cheaper that way, you know? So, right. but, but I digress. Glad to have you back. You've had a busy last couple of years, last few years, actually. Sweet Magnolias yes. really took off a hit, and now season three about to uh, release. Tell us about it. Yeah, uh, it's hopefully going to release soon, maybe spring this year. Um, I think it's going to be a really great one, and everyone will love it. Again, you and Logan Allen working together, and Lana Jean as well. She's going to be on here soon. She's been on the show. But really yeah. a, a phenomenal show, great story. For the most part, family-friendly, I think. It's traumatic, but definitely... Uh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely some trauma. You and um, Sam have a lot in common. You both had your first on-screen kiss. We'll talk about that as well. So, uh, again, yes. glad to have you here. Uh, Jungle Cruise, do you still rip that out and uh, watch that once in a while? Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. Definitely. How about Manhunt? 
Manhunt. Oh my gosh, Manhunt. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> that was that seems like eons ago. Um, but yeah, definitely. Just you know. When are you coming out to California? No idea. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Well, um, maybe this year. Maybe next year. Who knows? Who knows what'll what'll happen? You know, and you're 18 now. And I am. You came on when like you're like you're like. 14 i think it's been a 14 it's been a, yep. it's been a long time so uh, you are a true devotee of conversations radio and always yes. a uh, phenomenal co-host people thank like you. you that's good let's go ahead and dive in you are a fan of that 90s show oh yeah yeah and uh, have you binge watched are you binge watching it or i okay so we started my family and i we started been uh just watching one episode we'd heard some good things so we started watching one episode one night while we were eating dinner and then we couldn't stop and then we just <laughs> been one night because we were we were just hooked it was a great show and uh the dynamic between kitty and red was amazing and the the teens were amazing and it was it was awesome now did you go back and watch that 70s show Oh, of course. I've watched uh, that somebody's show a few years ago. I've been to watch that and uh, studied the acting. So to see some of the callbacks um, with the Kelsos and everything was really great. Well, I was thrilled when I heard it coming out. And I was like, what? Really? That 70s show was, uh, was hilarious. And that 90s show is uh, well on its way. Beautiful, beautiful cast. Uh, funny stories. Um, glad to see Red and Kitty back. With cameos from Kelso and uh, Fez, everyone loves Fez. Of yeah, I mean it's been a, been a wonderful, a wonderful uh, first season, and they dumped all the episodes at once, which is kind of cool, you know. So yeah, it's, that's that's like so '90s, you know, because um, you know back in the '90s, if you were you know partaking in certain things, you may have forgot to watch the show. So they put them all right. in case you're in that time warp. Let me go ahead and yeah. bring our guest in. Sam Morellis is a actress, singer, an artist, and really just all around just an amazing actress and a human being. Uh, we've chatted several times on the phone and online as well, and uh, glad to have her on. She plays Nikki on the show. She's uh, Nate's love interest, and uh, it's it's a, a great story. She's got her corner of the garage there, the former garage. The storyline's fantastic. She, as you, had her first on-screen kiss. Yes, I'm not going to beat it into the ground, but again, it's 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 always <laughs> so sweet, and yet it's always so just like don't watch me, you know. I'm I'm it's working, it's professional, you know. But uh, glad to have her on, uh, and again, season one is dropped. It's on Netflix right now. Hilarious, hilarious. I'm glad Tommy Chong is in it because he's just phenomenal, you know. Um, just a, a great guy. You just want to hug him. I watched him when it was like up in smoke and back in my day. In the 70s, actually. I had a cool mom. We got to go see those movies, which was, which was neat. When you grow up in San Francisco, you get to do that open-minded <laughs> stuff and watch, you know, drug movies. Anyway, let me go ahead and bring her in here. Again, glad to have her here. All the way from Atlanta, Georgia at the moment. She's on set. We'll talk about that a little bit without spilling the beans. Samarellas. Spam. Spam. Did I just call you Spam? It's Spam Morellas. No. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be a nickname somewhere. There's, there's, but it's a Zuma nickname. Has honestly. it really? Oh, okay. My friends so, call me Spam. Samarellas. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Do they really call you Spam? Some of my friends call me Spam. Just 
just for funsies. That's hilarious. Because I have a friend who's also named Sam. So she's Sammy and I'm Spam on occasion. <laughs> Outstanding. That's great. Well, again, uh, welcome to Conversations Radio. How is Atlanta? I mean, I thought you were on vacation, but you're actually working. Yeah, yeah. It's It's been really fun. This is my first time in Georgia at all. Even layover-wise, I don't think I've been to Georgia. So we started out in Covington, which is like an hour outside of Atlanta. And then we kind of migrated here for our final day. Well, at least my final day of filming, which was on location. So that was really fun. And yeah, it's it's just been a blast. And just, I haven't really had much much time to explore, yeah. which kind of bums me out that I'm leaving tomorrow. So I don't Aww. really get to explore in the town, but I got to go to little five points where there were a lot of little vintage stores there and some- I love little five points. So good. I love, yeah. I'm a big thrifter. So Same. it's like really heavy. Yeah. So your impression of Atlanta is positive. Yeah. Oh no, it's great. I I really like it. And it's, we were out in Cover, Covington, which was the suburbs, right? So we'd go down to like their little Covington Square area where Vampire Diaries was filmed. And then to go to an Ulta Beauty was like <laughs> 30 minute drive to like through through like winding roads and forest and it was actually really refreshing like there was yeah. real oxygen out there unlike in los angeles so well, ulta, ulta beauty they're all over the place that's a huge yeah but this one was like 25 miles away from everything which is nuts but i guess i'm just spoiled living in, like growing up in los angeles where there's just everything everywhere simone ulta yeah. beauty Sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I feel like everything in Atlanta is at least 30 minutes away. Like, if it's 30 minutes away, it's pretty close. <laughs> so. so no, but like the, the ride was beautiful. The, it was, we definitely take a, took a scenic route because there was just forest and I could really understand why they filmed Vampire Diaries out there because at night I feel like it'd be a terrifying drive. <laughs> <laughs> You boarded the plane, you flew to Atlanta, you get off the plane. What was your first impression? Well, it was like midnight. So my first impression was, wow, it's dark. I want to go to bed. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. And but, um, uh, you've been there for a while now. Yeah, I've been here for like two and a half weeks, just about. Well, great. I'm glad <laughs> it worked out for you. Again, you've worked on a, on a Disney project. We can't talk much about it. But uh, we can say pocket watch. That's all we can say right now. So, yeah, because uh, it was just announced today. You know, so, which was really cool. Very, but, uh, very serendipitous. The timing but, uh, of it. So, yeah. Because now I can talk about why I'm here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are from LA, so you've filmed in LA. You're familiar with the Netflix studios, and mm -hmm. now you're on on location. And again, everything she was in Atlanta, it's amazing. So, how was it to be out in the open air and not on a soundstage? Actually, we've spent a week on the soundstage and then we just, we filmed on location for just one of the scenes. But I, 90s was my very first project, point blank period. So I'd never been on a film set or on location at all. 
um, or in any sort of format that wasn't multicam sitcom. So other than like independent films that I, independent shorts that I filmed with my friends in like some house, some empty house, but being on a film set and a as huge a production as Disney's Descendants was insanity. Like the wow. ceilings were a hundred feet yeah. high and like the costumes, they're they're incredible. Like wow. if you look at the deadline article and there's some pictures of us as the cast, I've got like rainbow I've got this rainbow wig on. It's wonderful. It's, it's it's yeah, and it's like crazy That's because a great look for you, by I, the way. Haji. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I could dye my hair rainbow. I so would. What would Nate say though? What, <laughs> what would, would Nate, Nate say? say? Yeah. I don't I feel like he'd be very amused. Yeah. He's just he's a dopey guy. He's Nate is so enamored with like the world and everything around him, so I think that he'd just be very entertained by it. And again, Nikki very non-committal about the future uh, so far, unless that changes somewhere in the first season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, the stage uh I wonder if same stage you, uh, Simone you guys shot on a stage as well, correct? Yeah, we shot uh, some in a stage, some on location. So, and I feel like going on location is always super fun because then after you film, if it's not super late in the night, you can go and walk around and just do some really cool stuff. Like one time for Street Magnolias, um, for season two, we filmed at uh, this cafe. And then after we we shot, um, we just walked around. And there were these tons of painted fire hydrants. Oh! And we just <laughs> we just walked around. And I think this was in Conyers. And we just walked around and took pictures with the numerous uh, fire hydrants. And they were painted like super weird things. Some abstract. Some there was one that was like Superman. And <laughs> it was really great. Some of my favorite scenes in that '90s show is when you guys are getting high, and <laughs> and it's the it's the camera pan, you know, like what is that? Is that cool? It's cool, but I can see you guys like tripping out on fire hydrants. That'd be <laughs> that'd be great. Oh my god! Yeah, that'd be great. So. That'd be so. <laughs> that tripping out over fire hydrants. I think that it'd be like. It's a it's a car and it runs on water, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it would be like the same genre as that. It's a rocket ship, yeah. Yeah, it's a rocket ship, but it's water, man. Yeah. Nikki, uh, and then there Nikki, was one person just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam, you are um, a native of Los Angeles. Yes, I am. Was was acting in your trajectory um, early on? Yes. Um. I'll say yes. I started out in community theater, uh, I think when I was five. Oh, my. Because I just from a very young age, I really like to to entertain. Like when I was when I was growing up, just three, four, I would I would do the most outrageous things to make my my family laugh, just do the craziest things. And then I realized that it's because I liked making people smile and like entertaining and affecting people. So, and I really liked to sing. Actually, I started out in musical theater. Ah. I started singing and dancing and doing the whole, all the jazz hands and all the box steps. And um, <laughs> yeah, just like that. 
<laughs> and um, there was this talent show that my little town was holding. And it was like Glendora's Got Talent. And I was four oh. years old and I sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow in complete Dorothy garb. I had the dress. I had a basket. I had a stuffed toto. I had everything. Wow. And oh. I... Like I, I was four years old then, and I sang "Somewhere Over the Rainbow," and we found out that the lady who was hosting it, her name's Christina Keener Ivy, um, she did voice lessons. She did private voice lessons, and she also had this community theater troupe. And I started up with her, and just the love grew and grew and grew. And then I go to this performing arts school in the greater Los Angeles area sure. called California School of the Arts, San Gabriel Valley. Yes. And then I started out in the musical theater conservatory at 12 in seventh grade. And then I've just been doing my thing ever since. But you're, you're, I switched over to the acting conservatory last year. You ever go to CalArts in Valencia? I did. Um, I So I shot this short film with a friend, Thomas Jones. Uh, he directed it. And we were doing ADR and he, he knows a guy who oh, does a, he knows a guy and we shot our we we recorded our ADR there and the campus is so cool. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful. Uh CalArts, um Valencia, California Institute of the Arts is in, in Valencia. It's a, in the Santa Clara Valley, north north Los Angeles County, for those out of the area. A gorgeous school and I, I think Disney put a lot of money into it as well. Um, but uh, certainly, uh, yeah, again, the CalArts uh, system is uh, phenomenal. A great springboard for you and really a springboard for you getting the, getting the part in that 90s show. You're walking down the hallway, I'm going to assume, and you saw this sign. I, I will say that it was a lot less dramatic than that. Oh. I wish that it was as cinematic as, oh, uh, the flyer caught my eye as I was walking down the hall. But um, <laughs> it's... Very cinematic. Not exactly how it went. Just because my school has an online bulletin. It's online. Uh-huh. So if anyone is familiar with Schoology, it's just this thing where the school posts updates or whatever. And it was just, I took a screenshot of this talent search flyer. I still have it. It was just all like Netflix, nine, that 90 show talent search. Now, do you know what uh, it was when you saw that? Do you have an idea what, what there was? Well, I I was a fan of that '70s show, yeah. so I kind of I did I that was the first time I learned that they were doing a sequel spinoff. But I was a big fan of that '70s show because I I binge watched the entire like all eight seasons over quarantine because Netflix had it, so it yeah. was like a it was like a whole full circle phenomenon. Yeah, that's called immunity theater. Ha ha ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, again, you mentioned the, you know, the performing arts school and stuff. And Simone, um, Catapult, I mean, you were, are you still, you're still with them, right? Still doing stuff with Catapult? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Still and, taping that, still doing the thing. And you're, yep. and you're a, an expert at improv. I mean, that's. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say, call myself an expert anymore. Maybe at one point I was uh, on the path. Um, I have since stopped improv, but hopefully I'll get back to it this year. That's so cool. Improv, yeah. I, oh, ah. <laughs> improv, we are not friends, but 
we could be friends, but I guess I think I'm just very intimidated by it because you forget that the main objective of improv is not to be outrageously funny. It's just yeah. to tell just, a story. Just to be present. Just to be no. present. But you've got to commit. Listen. you got to commit to it, though. You do. That's the thing. You just like... Because I go to those art school, right? And there's just in a classroom when you're with a bunch of your peers and you're all you're all kind of riled up by all the improv games. You really want to be entertaining and you want to be funny. Yeah. So like I fall into the trap of like I have to be funny. Right. So it freaks me out. So improv, we went to go see a taping of uh, of whose line is it anyway? I think it tapes. <gasps> I think it tapes. I think it tapes on your lot, by the way, and. Um, we went on a it was a was a Sunday night. They tell, they taped for like five hours straight. They taped just straight through. They just, and a lot of those skits and stuff, they don't work. They they stand there and they can't, they can't come up with anything. You know, they just, they just move on. So again, it's yeah, it all looks seamless on TV, but uh, they um, definitely work at it for sure. But great, I mean, again, it's all it's all performing arts, improv, mm-hmm. musical theater. Again, Simone, musical theater for you as well, right? No. <laughs> no? No way. No way. Um, I think I did uh, a little theater when I was um, much, much younger, uh, when I lived back in Pensacola, Florida, little town, Pensacola, Florida. And um, that's actually what got me into acting was doing that theater production. And then it wasn't a musical, just normal theater. And um, But I loved the acting part, and so I pursued that. Wow. The rest is history. Yeah. But I am a musician. So. What's that? Just separate. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and stop down just one second, guys. This is Conversations Radio. This is episode number 138. Conversations Radio. Our guest tonight is the wonderful Sam Arellis and my co-host is Simone Lockhart. We are live uh, to the world from uh, Southern California. And uh, glad to the have world. you. The whole world. Everyone. Everyone's everyone. Everyone. Um, Everyone who ever existed. Yeah, they're 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 listening now because because Sam's on. That's right. Sam, uh, the show um, uh, again. What were your expectations when you when you got the role and what were your concerns? Expectations and concerns when I got it. Yeah, I got the role. Because while I was like auditioning for it, I had zero expectations. I didn't think I was going to get it at all. I didn't have any agent or manager or anything. I just auditioned for the just for the heck of it, you know. And it wasn't an so- overnight process either. It just, just took a while. No, it, I, I was auditioning for them for about four months, oh, even wow. though I was apparently one of the first ones that they found and because I didn't have any credits. And they, I was the last one to be cast. Uh, they cast me on a Thursday. I got the call on a Thursday. I, I told all my teachers that, hey, guys, I'm going to be gone from school for two months on a Friday, Saturday. <laughs> Day the weekend passed. Monday I was on set getting my COVID test, <laughs> and we started production. It was like the craziest whirlwind. So my expectations when I got it, I just expected it to be a lot more intimidating than I thought it would be. Yeah, I was very very intimidated. Also because I didn't meet any of the cast until obviously the production started. So when I saw that. When I saw who was cast, you you search, you Google, sure, you sure. you stalk on Instagram, and then you look at the IMDb credits, and they you scroll for miles, and you go. Oh. So I've I've got the I've got the picture for you, Simone. 
She's on IMDb and she's trying to say Ashley Ofterheide. Ashley Ofterheide. Yeah, because it's yeah, because again the uh, that's I even I couldn't pronounce it, but but very very good. Um, yeah, a great cast. You got the role as Nikki. Phenomenal. They're yeah. phenomenal people. But like before meeting them, you get in your head of like just imposter syndrome. Like, why am I here? How did I get here? So I expected it to be a lot scarier. But once when I, when I met the cast, they were just normal kids. They're my age, and we just had a blast. And um, then they told you in front of it's in front of a live audience. So there's some pressure. Yeah, but honestly, and I thought that it would be more difficult for me to transition from theater to TV, but actually it was basically just the, because I have like a huge theater background, but it's live audience that is theater. And when I, when I got on set and I was talking and I was talking to the crew, like set designer and, uh, and the props master, Frost Master Jim, I was telling him, I was all like, oh my God, I, I come from theater. I have no idea what I'm doing. He was all like, well, this is the this is the black black box of Hollywood. Multicam is the black box of Hollywood. Right. So it's not that it's not that different. How many cameras? And four. Four. Wow. Four. I think so. Yeah. You yes. But four. you're never really looking at it. You're because you're in a scene, so you're not really like looking at for the red light. You're kind of like just in the moment. Yeah, unless, unless, it's, is, unless it's a getting high scene, yeah, yeah, you don't you don't really think about eye lines or anything like that because it's not single cam, which was different, which was a different experience than what I had filming Pocket Watch, because um, it was single cam, and then I was supposed to maintain my eye line and look past them at air because uh, the double wasn't there or something, right? It was just a different world. Um, than what I was used to sitcom wise and theater wise, because you don't really think about eyelines in theater either, but it's, yeah, it's like a, there is a fourth wall involved in multicam sitcom because it is like a stage and then there's the audience there. So you don't really have to camera reset to, to get the coverage of the other person or whatever in sitcom. Simone, does all sound familiar to you? Oh yeah, yeah. Single cam and and mul and multi cam. I've never done a multi cam uh, with a live audience or anything like that. But uh, with a multi cam, that's just a room and then an open wall to to your audience. But for single cam, it's you have the room. You have like you can you can look here all over here. You can look behind you. So which. I feel like in multicam, you almost have to like cheat to the audience. Oh, you 100% have to cheat. Yeah. A lot of blocking that um, that is involved in trying to do that. And that's theater. Like yeah. that's literally the, like, the three-fourths stance of like still facing, still facing your scene partner, but like being able to cheat out to the cameras and to the audience because the cameras can't get into the, the set with you. Exactly. So. Now, are they marking on the floor where they want you to stand? Do they ever? Sometimes, or, but sorry. not not most of the time yeah. because we, we're normally just kind of standing or sitting anywhere. So we just like, okay, so I'm at the edge of the chair or I'm at the edge of the couch or things like that. In the foreman yeah. garage. 
in the foreman basement. Basement, right? In point. have you seen? There's actually a British version of really? that '70s show. Like no. you know how like um, there were remakes of some British shows in America, like, the, like how the Office, like the Office was yeah. a British. Yeah. So they took that '70s show and remade it into into like a British version and the British version, they were in their garage. Yeah. That's what that made me think of. But, oh my gosh. What was that? (laughs) I'm gonna stop talking with my hands now because (laughs) I almost dropped my computer. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. Live radio. Yeah, Yeah. when I was, um, when we were in pre-production before we started actually filming, I did like a lot of research on that 70s show, even though I'd already watched it. I was just all like, oh, I know about, I, I just want to know about all the different remakes and spinoffs. And I found out that there was a British version and I watched the pilot and it was, it was really, really interesting to Who see. Like, that? Yeah, I think it was like the times of our lives or like the time of our life or like something like that. And yeah, they were all in the garage and it was just, but the story was basically the same as the pilot because it was like, it's a remake. So they had the same thing, but they re... So they ripped us off, basically. No, it was the same. Am I being too too forward? Yeah. But no, that's great. The Turners. Well, The Office did that too. Like you said, The Office did it. I like our version better. Because I'm used to it. So when you see yeah. Ricky Gervais, it just seems very different. And I love Ricky Gervais, but but again, yeah. um, our office is uh, phenomenal. You know, and of course, Rain Wilson's been in everything. So, but um, yeah. yeah, again, I, I get that. They do that because uh, I don't know sure if they get uh, that 90s show in, in England, do they? Well, I mean, since it's Netflix, they might. They might, yeah, you're right, true. But, but um, like, but um, what's it called? Cable television or just like, regular tv that's not streaming it's different again and sweet magnolias in like different languages too right oh yeah it was really interesting to see when sweet magnolias came out like where it was on the top top 10 list around the world i have a lot of uh foreign followers on my instagram from all over the world i mean it's really crazy um to see like my metrics on instagram um because it's really like point blah percent here point blah percent here point blah but so anyway but it was really interesting to see like uh it was in spain in the top 10 and um indonesia i know and uh, brazil so all over the place really and and it was also really cool to see it typed out in different languages <laughs> yes. My I and, uh, watched go ahead that, that, oh i'm so sorry oh, go ahead. you're good <laughs> Okay, well, when 90s finally got released, I watched it in all the different dubbing languages because I wanted to hear what I sounded like in (laughs) French and in Portuguese and in just all the different languages. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I listen to myself in in Spanish and it's like, it's so weird to see, it's like, you see yourself yeah, you see your mouth moving and you see yourself, but you hear someone else talking. It's like, what is going on? It's like it's watching. Like a, it's like watching the Godzilla movies. It's like, <laughs> look, he's over there. 
No, it's okay. It keeps going. Yeah. The, the voices. Hey, let's go. Uh, let's go. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, a, day, a day in the life of Samarellis and the process. Um, typically, your call times for that '90s show were. Ooh, I don't really. Oh gosh. Why does that last summer feel like a million years ago? Because oh. um, we only filmed last summer, but I'm just... Is it an all-week process, or is it just a few days, or how does that work out? All-week process. I had to get there early, like really, really early, because I live an hour... I live like 35 miles east of downtown LA. Okay. So traffic-wise, I've got to get there. I've got to leave my house at around uh, I'm gonna say six six thirty to get there at a decent time because usually our call time is around our call time is usually around like nine or ten I think okay um but I I had to have a guardian on set because I'm a minor yeah so not for long but go ahead yeah not for long yeah. oh 18 is so close but um my mom had work and she started at eight so we would get to set at seven so that we can beat the traffic sure so but my day didn't start until nine or ten so i would just nap on the couch on, on like my dressing room couch or like i'd i'd read or i'd watch netflix yeah or something I also I brought my guitar on set cool. like in in my dressing room so I just noodle around while I waited for something to happen <laughs> so like actually like work to start. So Monday but, through Monday through Friday, basically. Monday through Friday. So, so Monday was when we did our table reads. Okay. Or the new episode script. Tuesday, um, mon and then we also rehearsed on Mondays. Tuesday, we got the new draft of the script after they heard the table read because mm -hmm. we got like rewrites on rewrites on rewrites yeah. because that's just comedy. Like, <laughs> you you, you got to hear it. The, the writer's room has to hear it out loud. And then when they do, they're going to be like, oh, we can put a new joke here. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, blah, 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 blah. So on and so forth. And so it goes. So Tuesday, we'd... um. We'd rehearse more, we'd like blocking wise, and then we'd have a run through for the writers and we'd put everything up on its feet. And then Wednesday would come around and we might get rewrites, we might not. And then, and we'd do another run through for Netflix. Uh, they kind of carted around a little uh, camera to every single okay. set so that they can live stream it over to the Netflix HQ to watch it. Wow. And then Thursday we would pre-record all of the all of the scenes that had special effects, i.e. the circle scenes where they had to br physically bring in a fourth wall or yeah. um or like some of our scenes that are on the different stage because they were making a new set for some well, strange. You, you had the diner and, as well. Yeah, the hub. Diner. The hub was sometimes on, uh, on the stage where all of the other sets were, and sometimes it was on the separate stage. So some of the hub scenes were live, some of them weren't. Um, but those would, uh, Thursdays were for the ones with special effects or. 
other sets. And then Fridays were a live show. They pulled the audience then, in. Mm-hmm, with the with the whole audience. And then How many how was, many seats in there by the way? How many people in the audience? I'm gonna say about sixty to a hundred. Wow, okay. To a hundred. Um you guys yeah, it was then guys, like bleachers. Okay. Uh, pretty like you guys kind go, of you, you, above you, everything. You go out and intro and all that stuff before they tape tape. How's that? Yeah. The curtain calls were fun. Yeah. We would before before every show. This was a tradition that they did on that 70s show that Deborah Joe and Kurtwood actually included us in, which was before every show, they would kind of and before they announced us before the curtain call, we'd all kind of huddle and we'd put our hands in the middle and we would say our favorite line from that episode. So we'd go like sometimes we'd go like three, two, one, dumbass, or something like that. <laughs> dumbass. Yeah, like that. Yeah, or like some one of one of the lines. And it was always so fun and I really loved how they included us in that. That's great. Well they should. Absolutely. So taping takes about what about three hours, two hours or Ooh. Taping days, they, yeah. were just, they were like five to six hours, sometimes seven. Wow. Um, with the live, because you've got to do different takes, and then yeah. there's like camera reset, um, and then you do more takes. Wow. And we do it in the order of the show so that the audience can like get the flow of the episode and okay. the, like the flow of the storyline. So sometimes we'd be like flip flopping from set to set, even though they were like right next to each other or something just so that we could do it linearly. But we didn't film every single scene on live show night because some of them were pre-tapes. Right. So that's that's what kind of condensed the process. But at the end of the day, it was still like, it was, pre- it was pretty long. Is there a blooper reel? Oh yeah, there is, there's a blooper reel. They showed it to us on a, re- when we, when we wrapped. It was, it, I don't know if they're ever going to release it because they they edited it edited it together very fast. It was very entertaining. There was actually a whole music video to Jane's Addiction's "Been Caught Stealing." Oh wow! The, it was for the pilot episode, but it didn't make the final Aww. cut. But we filmed a whole music video, uh, um, remaking Jane's Addiction's music video from the nineties, and Aww. that was in our b-roll and it was so cool to watch the final i like i hope you guys get to see it at some point they'll probably release oh sure it. it'll be on hopefully i'm sure we're running over a little bit uh don't be mad <laughs> we're a little bit over um <laughs> but uh, pardon me one second here <clears throat> and again post-production is amazing so there you go yeah. um let's talk about um you and nate Sure. Um, the chemistry there is uh, phenomenal. Uh, obviously, uh, Nikki is madly in love with this guy. Sure is. Nate is head over heels for you and also his best friend. One day yeah. you'll be able to ride in the front seat. Don't worry. I'm sure that's going to happen for you. One day. Yeah. One day. Um, the on-screen kiss. Hmm. So tell me about that process. That's always, yeah. A little awkward. But, uh, Let me answer that question with another question. Okay. Which one? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there, there, were, there were many. 
There are many. There were quite a few. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't have, don't quite have much to say about it other than um, I'm very lucky to have an acting partner that is, that is so just, phen- he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. He's really, really good. And he's got acting chops for days. Really? And what's really cool no because he makes me double over laughing every single day when we were on set Mm -hmm. and what was really great and that something that I lucked out on was we became very fast friends on set like the first week we met we kind of we definitely clicked um so that chemistry that you're seeing wasn't really forged in any way because we just naturally became friends we like to say that we're the same person different font because yeah. we, I like that. I we like would that. say the the same joke at the same time because we ha- both have awful senses of humor. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's just the more pop cultured version of me because he just I, I think he's watched every movie in existence. But, <laughs> Simone, you've been there. You've been there as well. A lot younger yes. than Sam was. Um how did you guys approach it? Because obviously the last thing you think about when you're on a TV show that you're going to have to end up kissing somebody. But uh, yeah, but well, you did it. With, with Logan, uh, I was also very fortunate that he's just, he's such an amazing actor and he's a really kind guy. Um, so it was really easy and it was really great. And we were both a bit awkward about it, which is, I feel like helped because our characters were really awkward about it. Um, so, and he, like, I, I sort of asked him if like, he wanted to practice it before just to like get the awkwardness over with, but he was like, no, I want to use that in the scene. I was like, okay, fine. So, so we did. And, um, I, I feel like the uh, the scene went great, and we really used that awkwardness and nervousness in the scene. Um, so, yeah, and it was great. What's unique as well uh, as Sweet Magnolias and that '90s show is every character has got a uniqueness, a, a personality, and everything they do or say kind of fits within that box. Um, not to say they don't, you know, venture off and try new things, but uh, very, very. I mean, the what's the word? Um, they're, they're, they're just characters and they're, they're, their personalities fit them very, very well. Everyone, each one's got a story and a yeah. lot of stories on that 90s show. And again, going back to that 70s show and watching members of that cast come on for cameos, uh, it really brings back some pretty cool memories about the show. And now you, you guys are filling that, those shoes, you know, and, uh, just amazing just amazing the um the world is your oyster sam it really really is i mean it's amazing um (laughs) it's 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 wonderful do you like do you like oysters i don't know um but um it's no i don't really love oysters they're they're little they taste just like ocean to me well yeah (laughs) that's where they come from yes that's true. That's I like a lot of things come from I'm a pescatarian. I yeah. like things that come from the ocean. Right. But uh oysters just taste like the literal ocean yeah. to me. 
Like what no matter world? how much lemon juice you put on it, which or is capers. apparently the thing. Well, the world is your oyster. You don't have to eat them, but but it is. Logic. And um, of course, like a conch shell. What? Yeah. You said it just tastes like a conch shell. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Where were you? Where were you when you found out about season three, season two rather? I was actually in the fitting. I was actually in Atlanta. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's um doing my fitting for it was for for pocket watch it it was so so funny the way that i found out because we knew that there was a zoom call yeah and we all took to the group chat we're all like okay guys is this a congrats we congrats on the release zoom call or is this a hey season two zoom call and i was approaching it with cautious optimism uh because from a very technical standpoint, oh, they said that there was a 28-day waiting period before we'd find out, and it's only been 12 days. It's too soon. I can't. No, 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 it can't be. Um, so the day rolls around, and it's the day after I land in Atlanta, and I have my and I literally have my costumes, my my character's costume fully on, um, and that's the middle of my fitting. But the, it's time for the Zoom call, so I excuse myself to go to the bathroom but I'm taking the Zoom call in the trailer bathroom. And when they said that we're getting season two, I had these platform, these huge platform converse on okay. and I jumped up and down and probably shook the entire trailer. Wow. And I've spent 15 minutes in the bathroom taking this Zoom call, but the poor fit, like the costumers were like, is Sam okay? <laughs> and they sent my mom to check on me of like, I we're really worried about Sam. Is it's shaking? <laughs> I was like, no, I promise. It's I was just like, oh no, I just had to. It was hard to maneuver with the costume. I just wanted to be very careful, but I was just like over the static. Um, just just very very grateful. Yeah. Too. Well, again. Netflix gets it and people get it and they like the show. It's really, mm -hmm. really good. And you're always kind of cautious when reboots come out, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, this was a no-brainer. It's it's a great show. It really is good. And uh, Simone, you're there too. Season three about the drop of Sweet Magnolias. Yeah. This hopefully this year, spring. Yeah. Ish. So we'll see again. Spring. And you guys are going through COVID and everything there. So again, um, it's a little complicated. But uh, you guys made it work and you got it in the can. So hopefully you didn't shake your trailer too bad like Sam did. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Sam, I, I'm looking forward to your new project. Uh, you're just amazing. By the way, a great family. Your mom is the sweetest. Uh, Jennifer, thank you. Uh, my hat's off to you. I'm not wearing a hat. But anyway, um, but again, um, I can't wait to have you back on. You'll come back on, won't you? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to have you on, uh, definitely, because I think that um, you're going to do great things. There's, there's, I've got no questions about it, and uh, you've earned it. You've done everything. You sang. You've um, mm -hmm. done stuff with your family. Um, I mean, the, the show, theater. Are you driving now? You are driving, right? Yeah, you're. you're yeah. I'm driving. Not liking Watch it. Out though. Not Angeles. liking it though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the road. LA driving on my, oh. on my 2015 dinky little silver Prius. Nice. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Simone, you're, 
Simone, you're driving too, right? Uh, sort of. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm too terrified to drive. Stay, it's... stay tuned. And Uber's, oh. Uber's a wonderful thing. You know, when you get. Uber's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just never ask yeah. Uber drivers if they like their job. Never ask them that. Because <laughs> okay. it's like half and half. Some of them are very happy and some of them are very disgruntled. It's like, then why do you do it? But anyway, uh, but uh, this is not the Uber show. This is all about Sam Morella. Sam, again, appreciate you stepping by and spending some time with us there from Atlanta. How can they follow you on uh, online? Just my name. You can just search up my name on Instagram and then my handle will show up. Uh, it's just Morelos underscore Sam. Just my name backwards. But uh, yeah, I, that's really the only thing that I have. I deleted TikTok. Yeah, like, good idea. Because I couldn't finish my English final without giving myself, like, after every sentence of the essay that I was writing, I was like, you deserve a break, Sam. You're so good. So then I'd spend, like, an hour on TikTok, so I deleted it. TikTok, Simone? Yes, I am on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm on YouTube. Just search Simone Lockhart. I'm on all of them. Just Simone Lockhart. I'm also on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Not as often, but I am there. Simone Lockhart four, I'm is when I'm there, um, but I use my Instagram the most. And of course, SimoneLockhart.com. We can find yeah, of course, SimoneLockhart.com, well. which is soon to have an update. Cool. So yeah. yeah. And again, your show season three is going to be uh, uh, Sweet Magnolias coming up, and of course for Sam, looking forward to seeing you on season two of that '90s show. You can check out season one. It is now uh, dropped on Netflix. All 10 episodes, that 90s show. And again, her role of Nikki, just amazing. So go ahead and check that out. Hey, you guys, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Glad to have you you on here. Hey, guys, that's going to be a wrap. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long.